fun. Okay, so where do we even start from here? I, I remember waking up this morning, and the first thing I saw was a picture of all the markets in the red going down with my friend Ford Fisher captioning this SF for respects. Definitely seems that way after especially the Fed announced an emergency rate cut to 0%. There's another $700 billion bond program, QE4, and still the markets are in the red. Now, one of my friends explained this to me, Tim, as a way of this is the last kind of remaining fuel to pump into the economy. And if this doesn't work, I don't know what else will. Tim showed. is that the correct analysis? And what do you see happening here? Hey, thanks, Luke. And right now, I mean, especially for myself as a financial journalist and for a financial advisor and, and as Austrian economist who's been talking about this for a very long time, I mean, yesterday was essentially the admission that everything all of us crazy tinfoil hat people were thinking uh, finally has come to pass. We all knew the rates eventually had to go to zero. I even had it in a video uh, in June of last year with John and calling for the rates to eventually go negative. And that's exactly where I expect things to go. I don't expect this to be the end goal because the Fed has very few things they can do. The rates are already at zero. The market, as we just saw, is down you know over 2,000 points right now. They struck that off. A $700 billion quantitative easing program has also been announced. And what has the market done for that? Another big sell-off. And so this $700 billion, this is addition, Luke, this is an addition to $500 billion three-month repo that happened on Thursday, a $500 billion repo that happened on Friday, a $500 billion three-month repo that's happening today. And then there's also a daily repo that's around $200 billion plus the $700 billion on top of this. So we're talking about two, I don't know, about $2.3 trillion. And I went to government school, so I'm not great at doing that math in my head, but about, right around $2.3 trillion is how much they've already committed to stimulating. And maybe by now, maybe that's already old news. And maybe by now it's yeah. already been up because it's crazy what, what they're doing, Luke. And Tim, they're rewarding bad behavior. They're rewarding the people who are irresponsible and reckless from the very, very beginning. The economy is now a huge bubble. 2008 happened. They didn't fix it. Nothing was corrected. They kept inflating the bubble. And now they're just like, yeah, screw it. We'll just print more money, print our way out of this, and just give away more money to the people who don't need it the most, the people who screwed the pooch the most. While, while average Americans, of course, are suffering, they're having a dilemma whether they should work if they, if they, because they have to in order to afford food, which, again, the government is telling all of their workers to prepare for at least three months of food. The average American doesn't have that money. The average American doesn't even have $400 in his uh, bank account. I mean, most of them are indebted. And now we're, we're doing this. I mean, this is just utterly insane. And, and to me, I just see this as rewarding bad behavior. Am I correct in that analysis? Oh, this is absolutely rewarding bad behavior, Luke. And uh, I mean, and, and you had mentioned all those stats. I mean, there is, I think it was 61% of uh, baby boomers between 55 and 65 have more than $100,000 saved. You know, the average American, you know, is basically living paycheck to paycheck. And this is all signified. You go to the grocery store. I just went to the grocery store, actually four of them, and none of them had any canned goods left. None of them had any uh, toiletries left. None of them had any pasta left. Actually, one of them had four things, lasagna. So I got that along with like five meat sauces. But, you know, I had to go to four different grocery stores and that's what I was able to walk away with. Now, luckily I already had storable food. Uh, I know that uh, you guys have some offers with, uh, was it safe and prepared or safe? And safe, prepared and ready.com. But that's a whole different discussion. But, but, but Tim, it's only going to get worse from here. I mean, there's news reports. I'm reading right now one from the New York times of Tucker Carlson, literally personally driving down to Mar-a-Lago 
to meet Donald Trump face-to-face -to, -face to ask him to please take this seriously. I just released a channel, uh, sorry, I just released a video on the on the main We Are Change channel telling people this, this government is not taking this seriously at all. There's people, literally, who are being denied tests here who are flying to China to be tested and to be treated for this because the system here is inadequate. I mean, this is only going to get worse, Tim. And, and again, as, as we've been warning you for, from the very beginning, January, uh, late January, we've been talking about this. Yes, uh, the effects of the virus will be severe. The economics effects will be even more severe than that. Uh, how do you see this unfolding, Tim? Because you've been calling this for a very long time. I mean, a lot of us have been seeing the writings on the wall. Uh, but but this is this is crazy. This is insane. Yeah, I don't want to you know turn this into a gigantic commercial of all the things that I've talked about and you know have come and passed and come to fruition. But you know back in 2012, the Federal Reserve had something called the dot plots. What the dot plots are is each Federal Reserve governor who votes on where the interest rates will be uh, assigns a probability of where they think rates will be both uh, this year, the next year, the following year, and what they call the longer term, which would be four years from now. And they were saying in 2012, I'm taking a look at their dot plot, that they were saying that by 2015, the Fed funds rate would be at four and a quarter. And then you take a look at, you know, where they thought it would be after that. And I mean, so basically they've been wrong the entire time. You go to 2014, they're saying that by three years ago, we would have been at 3.75. And then you go to where they said we'd be in December 2016. They said by right now, we'd be at 3%. Obviously that, that didn't happen. And then as, as recently as December of last year, they, the Fed said that uh, basically their estimation that we'd be at one and a half right now. I knew all this stuff was fake news. I knew there's no way this, this stuff could happen. But we have such a bubble going on in so many different areas. The main bubble that's going on, in my opinion, has got to be this, uh, you know, this huge not only the uh, the state and local government and federal government's debt levels, but just the massive amount of corporate debt levels. The massive amount of you know average retail person out there levels. And the other thing that's really going on right now is they, there also was an article yesterday where the, the banks have announced that they're going to stop all buybacks of their stock. And if you take a look at charts where it actually shows who the major purchases of stocks have been, the major purchases of stocks have actually been the companies themselves. And now a lot of companies aren't going to have the money to buy back their own stock market. And so this, these are all different things that I know we've talked about, you know, just recently. I mean, what a, what a week to start a new show. And uh, just going over here to back to the screen, we see on screen, the S&P 500 had its choppiest week since Herbert Hoover was president. I mean, if, for those of you who don't know, uh, during Ho Hoover, uh, that was 1929, right as the Great Depression was, was ramping up. And then we've got Ray Dalio warns, the response thus far is inadequate in size, focus, and coordination. For those who don't know, Ray Dalio runs the Bridgewater Hedge Fund. I believe it's the largest hedge fund in the world. And he actually does a lot of times sounds like a lot of probably of our listeners and viewers where he talks about how, you know, cash is trash and that you guys need to go into gold. And he's been saying this actually, you know, for, for probably at least a year telling people that they should get in the gold. Now, with that said, his flagship fund dropped 20% for the year following sharp reversals in stocks, bonds, commodities, and credit. So, I mean, I'm greatly, up, not to tap myself on the back right here, but I personally am greatly outperforming even greats like Ray Dalio based upon the put option strategy we, we had. And uh, yeah, it's just, you know, it's a great time for me uh, personally, but it's not, but it, I'm not, I'm not happy about this because I know that right now this is not the final, final innings. This is not the, you know, okay, we, we saw some bad stuff happen for two and a half weeks, three weeks, and now everything is, is done. I know that the next steps are what's coming can get very, very, very bad. And unfortunately, when it comes to, I mean, just look at what's going on in Venezuela, I'm not saying it's necessarily going to get that bad, but things 
just four or five years ago were pretty good in Venezuela. Yeah. Bernie Sanders was talking about how great things were in Venezuela. Michael Moore was commenting about how we need to have you know different uh, approaches to what Venezuela. And you've been there personally, Luke. Yeah. So I mean, let us know how great things were in Venezuela. I mean, we just need to rationalize with people and be honest with them. I mean, we're having a lot of hyperbolic kind of nonsense from government officials saying, oh, no, no, there's not going to be any economic setback. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be rosy. Everything's going to be great. Obviously, we know it's not. There's more closures being announced. They just announced the closure of the 2020 uh, Las Vegas NFL draft. And that's just one of many closures. The CDC is telling people events and gatherings of more than 50 people uh, should be prohibited. There's uh, quarantines. There's lockdowns. There's curfews being put in place. It's only going to get worse because of the serious malpractice and incompetence of government not taking this seriously. Again, I just want to remind everyone, and I talked about this uh, in the main channel video today, this could have been all avoided. It's not. And now we're having a lot of people panicking. And, and, and obviously, with more event closures, more disruptions to regular life, more businesses shutting down, the economy is not going to get better no matter how much money uh, is pumped into this thing. All the markets are at a loss, and it's only going to get worse. And, and really, the, the, the kind of analysis that I've been hearing from other people like Jeff Berwick, it, it only depends. Uh, you know, what really is going to matter is that you lose the less out of everyone else. And uh, that's why, you know, I've been promoting uh, people diversify. I've been promoting a lot of, you know, self-independence. Uh, but uh, again, you look at what's happening here. People are, I mean, on CNBC, they're, they're you know, screaming just to close the whole thing down. Bloomberg just released an article that's titled Wall Street had its choppiest week since 1929. We got other people warning of a Great Depression. Now, again, uh, this this doesn't look good. It's going to get bad. I don't know if it's going to get as bad as people say it is, but uh, for, for, for sure, uh, it's not going to get any better at this moment in time. Am I correct, Tim, or do you see things differently? I mean, I definitely agree with what uh, Jeff Berwick mentioned and something I've said many times myself is that when this eventually kicks off, it's not necessarily in the beginning stages. You're just trying to be the least worse off. And so, yeah, I've got some clients that are down two, three, you know, probably about just about anyone that has about over 50,000 with me is, is right around like negative two to positive two for the year, which is, you know, if you're negative two and everybody else is down negative 30, 40, 50, 60, that is a great opportunity to then come in and buy everything half off. And so the best time to buy is when there's blood in the streets. Unfortunately, everybody does the exact opposite. So everyone is going to panic. People who didn't, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people got to pull funds. And it's not just people, it's pension funds. If you've already been walloped and you're down 40% and now all of a sudden you've got to take out 5%, I mean, it takes a gargantuan amount to get back up to even. And then this is not even to mention, I mean, now the bond funds are going to be paying, they already were paying next to nothing. Now they literally are going to be paying pretty much nothing. And so these pension funds are done in my opinion, uh, and but they cannot afford to have a recession because there's so many things tied to this bubble that is just absolutely going to explode and they can do everything they can to prevent it, but it's probably just going to end up making it worse. It's just going to make the whole bubble even bigger. And this is going to be a, a very, very trying time. But the answer is not to just take all of your money and put it into cash, not financial advice. But because eventually, I think what they're going to do is they're going to hyperinflate the stock market after it goes down uh, to a certain amount. And I expect the stock market to actually eventually go up to uh, you know probably over 100,000 on the Dow. Probably by the time I'm 60, it'll probably be over a million. But I mean, it'll probably be over a million even be well before that. But not because things are going great. Not because it's a new day in America. Not because of MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. And for those of you who think I'm Trump Rangerson, I literally have a signed MAGA hat that I bought from uh, off Trump like 
like for like 250 bucks before the election assigned one i mean how many so i you can't say that i'm trump derangement syndrome i just unfortunately he did the worst thing possible which was to keep this bubble going and so now the conservatives and i'll say that in air quotes are going to get blamed for everything and then you're going to have you know i i mean one of the greatest indicators of who's going to win an election is the stock market It's the greatest indicator actually and so right now with this market going down it's creating a self-fulfilling prophecy of having sleepy joe biden get in there probably with kamala harris yesterday during the debate he did mention that he was going to pick a woman i think it's uh pretty clear to me he's probably going to pick Kamala Harris and it should be a perfect tandem of the guy who wrote the 94 uh, crime uh, drug bill also with the lady who was then helping put minorities into jail so I mean it'd be a perfect set of hypocrisy but I mean look at all the proposals these guys have you know yeah. so I mean they're, they're talking like multi-trillion dollar we need to stop all all fossil fuel energy production and we need to you know get carbon down to zero and so you take all these uh, climate change issues and then you marry it together with what's going on with this debt bomb. And it's the perfect storm to absolutely implode everything. So I don't want to sound hyperbolic, but you know what? I bought a food supply years ago. So, uh, you know, I'm not as worried over here. I bought, I topped it off just a little while ago. And so myself as a financial advisor, you know, people are always asking, like, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? It depends how much money you have. It depends what your situation is. It depends on how much you're living above or below your means. But you know what? Guess what? If you don't have food, if you don't have water, Water, if you don't have clean air, then what do you have? And so for me, those yeah. are the most important things. Don't go buy some Bitcoin right now if you don't have a couple months of food. To me, that's that's where people's priorities should be, Luke. Yeah, yeah. Food, supplies, preparedness, and also the relationship that you have with your family, with your neighbors, with your roommates, wherever it is. Try to build up those because during uh, trying times, those will be the things that will safeguard you from having a bad time from and, and then from having a really, really bad time. I mean, look at everything that's happening now. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, we have the Secretary of Treasury, uh, Minushin, saying, oh, everything's going to be fine. There's going to be no recession at all. <laughs> Oil right now is less than $30 a barrel. I mean, and, and then, of course, we have the Democrats calling for more centralization, which, again, was, was one of the problems here uh, that, that promoted this really incompetent, bad criminal like behavior on wall street that 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 created us uh, to this current situation that we're at because if we're healthy if we're an individual as a country that was responsible for our finances wasn't in debt wasn't spending money that they didn't have wasn't creating all these fake la la land make-believe bull crap rules economics as they call it with their fancy names to confuse you in reality what they're doing is they're just taking as much as they can for themselves and screwing everyone else if we had a responsible economy as an individual who would spend money that he would only have if we would have an individual as a country that would not borrow money that he couldn't pay for and an individual that was you know prepared had some money saved over we could have Weather this storm, fine. Everything would have been okay, even if the coronavirus would have hit. Yeah, there would have been a slowdown, but nationally, the economy would have been prepared for this because they would have had some reserves. They would have had some savings like any smart, rational human being. The thing is, the United States doesn't act like a smart, rational human being, especially in the financial criminal Wall Street sector. They act like sociopathic madman lunatics that will rob you blind and literally start fires everywhere and then, and then look at you being like, you're the problem. <laughs> Why did you start this fire? You freaking buffoon idiots that, that, that were literally left and responsible that, that are, are, are the ones that, that should be. I mean, there's people right now going after this guy who bought a bunch of Purell uh, and some like hand sanitizers and was and, and bought it for a dollar and was selling it online for like $70 a piece. Some, you know, some report price. Uh, 
that guy, that guy's nothing, nothing compared to the criminals on Wall Street that have created this mess and are only making this mess worse. And they're, you know, they're, they're getting all the benefits while the average person is screwed. That's my take on it. I don't know if I have anything else to say. Tim, do you want to end it here? Uh, I mean, there's so many things I could touch on from what you just said. I mean, uh, especially, I mean, maybe we'll have another video to talk about price gouging because I think that could be its own uh, whole separate segment. But I think the main, uh, the word of the day, the two words of the day is moral hazard. Everything the Federal Reserve does creates moral hazard. Everything that the Federal Reserve is doing is creating moral hazard. And so these banks know they're going to be bailed out. And so the second, you know, there's any whiff of, of problems, boom, here you go. Here's, you know, basically $2.3 trillion headed your way. Oh, sorry, the first 5500 wasn't enough. Here's another 500 Here's another 500 Here's another 700 Oh, and here's another $200 billion a day. So, you know, it's always socialism for the banks and it's capitalism for the people. And it's just, you know, the this crap that we've got to deal with over and over and over again. And then, you know, it's just, I see a lot of, if this is not handled correctly, which obviously it's not going to be, we, we are in for a centralized digital currency that is going to be given out by the by the central banks in my opinion and it's going to be tied to social credit and this is what's going to be used to quote unquote save everything i can see this coming a mile away and so you know our listeners our viewers people out there you need to not be you know not fall into this trap and this is a dangerous time this is a very very dangerous time be prepared don't be you know I don't know. I mean, I'm starting to get very, very serious about what's going on. I, I was not taking this seriously, uh, you know, to begin with. But, uh, you know, this this has been this all this economic stuff was going to happen eventually. It's just that the coronavirus is the pin to pop this massive bubble. And we've got a huge bubble. And this pin is pretty much one of the worst pins I could think of, because now you're, you're having not only the economic problems, but the fact that everyone can't even go to work and people are home from school and no one has any money saved up. This is going to be a disaster. I really want to see how this is going to unfold and what a time to start a show. But I am, you know, I am worried for people out there because I've been, that's one of the reasons why I've been trying to put this message out there, but you know, there's only so many people you can save and hopefully we can save some people with what we're trying to do and what we have done in the past. But that's, you know, all I want to say, Luke, and we'll, uh, we, we'll be back with plenty more videos and keep people up to date. Yep. Stay tuned for more family members that are telling you now that everything's going to be fine because we have a wonderful government, the police and the military that will help us. Well, this video is for them. As in this video, we will be describing all the important news not related to the C word. We're not even going to say the C word because there's a lot of other stuff happening behind the scenes that really deserves its own independent coverage. And me and Tim Pichot will be going into that in this specific video. And I think one of the biggest stories that are happening right now, as of course, the government is not prepared and dragging their feet on a proper response to that C word thing, but they are very busy, especially the Republicans and Democrats that are trying to ramp through a bill right now that would that would essentially get rid of encryption and your privacy. There's a new act that Republicans, Democrats, the Attorney General of the United States are pushing right now, and it is called the Earn It Act. And of course, it is an act that the government and politicians are telling us is going to help protect children. This is going to help all the little children out there. And that's not exactly what it's doing. It's a massive power grab. It's a massive move towards total information awareness, surveillance, 1984. Orwell, if it already wasn't here, this pretty much puts the stamp on it, making it so. Now, this bill, again, bipartisan support, U.S. senators uh, just introduced it. It's probably going to be jammed through while everyone's distracted. But again, it's meant to combat 
child, uh, children getting hurt online. But really what it does is it puts more responsibility on tech companies for whatever people do on their platform. We saw this already done to a very horrible degree with Ross Ulbricht and not used against other individuals who are cozy with the government like Facebook that essentially provided services that are the same thing. Uh, now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, look up the Ross Ulbricht story, an incredible story. Man is still in jail for the rest of his life when he shouldn't be there. But this new law gives more responsibility uh, on the tech companies to hold people accountable. Of course, the government calling for more suppression of free speech. This is an important issue that Donald Trump has not been very significant on. He's, he's been very hyperbolic. He's been talking about the importance of free speech, but essentially uh, with the tech companies censoring a lot of his biggest supporters, a lot of anti-establishment people, he's been very silent and dragging his feet on protecting free speech in this country. And now the Attorney General Barr is pushing this law and another provision of this law would pretty much end, get rid of strong end-to-end -end encryption. So major, major move that of course we should all look out for. And again, all in the disguise of helping children. Uh, U.S. Attorney General Barr said specifically uh, with bad people communicating using virtual unbreakable encryption. This bill will, of course, directly uh, address that and make sure that, not, not verbatim exactly, but he's pretty much saying we're going to make sure that there's no privacy online at all. And this is pretty golden because this is happening from the Attorney General, General William Barr, whose father, who his own previous law, um, company firm that he worked for was connected to, of course, Jeffrey Epstein, which you have more news coming about that in the future. He didn't recuse himself, even though he has direct connections to Jeffrey Epstein, even though he is the one supposedly investigating this international child trafficking operation that abused thousands of children with the aid and help of government, local law enforcement, and of course, many high level politicians that of course, he's also dragging his feet on and not providing any accountability. So on that end, no, I don't trust the government when they say they're going to come here, help the children, because they're definitely not. And that's not even the, the worst story this week, Tim. You got another one that's also just mind boggling, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, the police. Yeah, thanks, Luke. And this is one that, you know, an area that I focus you know, a lot on, probably should focus more on it. But here we have lawyer man killed by officer was asleep when police fired. And so the man was uh, Duncan Lemp. And here we go. A Maryland man who was shot and killed by a police officer was asleep in his bedroom when police opened fire from outside his house. An attorney for the 21-year-old man's family said on Friday, the man's girlfriend was also wounded. The Montgomery County Police Department said in a news release Friday that Duncan Socrates Lemp confronted police, mind you, he was asleep, and was shot by one of the officers early Thursday. Renee Sadler, an attorney for Lemp's relatives, said an eyewitness gave a completely contra contrary account of the shooting. She said police would have absolutely no justification for shooting Lemp based on what she has heard about the circumstances. The facts as I understand them from eyewitnesses are con incredibly concerning, she said, uh, she told the Associated Press. The warrant that the police obtained to search the Potom Potomac home Lemp shared with his parents and 19-year-old brother doesn't mention any imminent threat to law enforcement or the public. Lemp's relatives said in a statement released Friday by their lawyers, nobody in the house that morning had a criminal record. The statement also adds. And so right now what we're seeing is the police are trying to shift 
responsibility for this to everyone but themselves. And, you know, what's also concerning is, you know, this is not just a one-off thing. I mean, this has been going on, uh, you know, thousands and thousands of times, you know, all these SWAT raids, you know, weren't really meant for, you know, low-level drug offenders. And as we see on screen right now, New Mexico governor to sheriffs. In wait, wait, before, before we get into the whole New Mexico thing, I kind of want to add a little bit more points on uh, what happened with uh, this man, because if, if the lawyer is saying uh, what he's saying here, and if he's accurate, this is extreme criminal wrongdoing on behalf of the police department that are following these kind of new reg red flag laws. Now, again, person didn't have a criminal record. He did post some things online. He was a part of the kind of trolling community online. Uh, no criminal record. Police show up. And according to his lawyer, he's sleeping there. And then they just start shooting, shooting at him. He had a pregnant girlfriend that was also injured. There's a GoFundMe for him, raising money for him. But again, this was a 21-year-old man who was gunned down 4.30 a.m. in the morning by the police officers. And there should be massive accountability here. And all because of things he said online. I mean, I mean, all because of maybe some jokes or some trolls. I don't even know the full extent of this, but this is absolutely ridiculous and should be worrying everyone, especially if you're an individual who thinks they're going to be protected and that the government cares about them yeah. during this crazy C-word situation. Let's and, keep and, let's hear, yeah. and let's hear the crazy type of stuff that he was posting online. So on social media accounts that friends said belonged to him, Lemp's username was Young Quant. So that's Y-U-N-G, then Quant, K-U-A-N-T, on an internet forum called My Militia. Someone who identified himself as Duncan Lemp of Potomac and posted under the username Young Quant said he was an active three percenter and looking for local members and recruits. That's an apparent reference to the three percenters, a wing of the militia movement. The group's logo, the Roman numeral three, has become popular with anti-government groups, according to the Anti-Defamation League or ADL. On his Instagram account, Lemp recently posted a photograph here we go this is this is where we get into the real thought crime here a photograph that depicts two people holding up rifles and included the term bugaloo slang used by militia and i hate to even this is sort of like gallows humor like only again you're, re you're reading propaganda you're reading propaganda from the ADO. you need to preface this uh with, with, with not just as fact here M oh, make yeah. sure people are aware of that tim well, even if that, even if it is fact, okay, you were posting that you're part of a three percenter. I mean, I don't get how even that would even be. I mean, they're just trying to say, oh, well, no, he's part of this evil three percenter and he's part of these militias. Well, guess what? The Second Amendment in this country was founded on militias. Everything that's going on today was is a hundred percent outside of the bounds of basically everything the founders had hoped this country was founded on, and not. You know, it's just, this is really going to start getting me worked up. But, you know, so what? Okay, he was a 3%er and wanted to be part of a militia. The Second Amendment says a well-regulated militia. And so here you've got a guy trying to get a well-regulated militia. And now that makes him a bad guy. And so this is all about, you know, gun demonization. All about, you know, anyone that's a evil right-winger. They need to, uh, you know, be taken care of. And uh, I don't know if... if and why this is important, and, and, you know, I will give, you know, some sheriffs credit where they deserve to get credit. And we do have law enforcement officials, and I mean, I hate even calling them that, but, you know, we do have police around the country who, you know, are standing up to this. They are, uh, you know, maybe joining things like, uh, you know, the County Sheriff's Project or uh, I forgot the other one, Oath Keepers, that, that's the one. And so when it, when it comes to sheriffs, they really are the strongest people in any given jurisdiction. And it's up to them to actually use that force and not just become tools of the federal government. And right now, the governor of New Mexico is going ahead and saying, New Mexico governor sheriffs enforce gun laws or resign. And what she's referring to 
is uh, this is New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham signed a red flag gun bill on Tuesday that will allow state district courts to order the temporary surrender of firearms. And she's basically saying, you know, if you're a sheriff right now and you're not willing to support this, then you guys need to take a hike. And I think it's also important to put it. We have up on screen here, Justice for Duncan mm -hmm. Lemp, a GoFundMe. So, you know, there is a ways that you guys can help out uh, at least, you know, uh, you know, his girlfriend. And, and I'm sure they're going through a very, very tough time right now. But, you know, this is not something, not some one-off thing. I mean, we're showing up on screen. Florida reg flag gun law has been used 3,500 times just since Parkland. Parkland was only like, what, like 13 and a half months ago, maybe. And so this is something that's getting way out of hand. In Maryland, this, you know, this isn't even the first person they've killed over this. We've got a story from November 5th, 2018. Maryland's red flag law turns deadly. Officer kills man who refused to turn and gun. And so for me, I mean, you see, I mean, it's it's always been the hypocrisy. And, and I'm, you know, living in Arizona, you know, it's very, uh, you know, big, obviously more like right wing libertarian, but you also get a lot of people out here who are, you know, Blue Lives Matter. I mean, actually two of my neighbors here have blue eyes matters flags you know uh, in their garages and but it's the same type of people who are you know that don't try to meet mow on lobby don't take my guns and then you know they're the same type of people who are then supporting the police and so but you and so for me it's always been about the police are not always the people who are just people who blame police on everything are, i think are just as guilty as the people that, ne that say the police are never wrong and so for me you know this is really just like you know a huge huge issue that people need to talk about you know you know if, if we don't have the second amendment that's what stops a lot of this tyranny from happening and that's why it's been a big push all these years to get rid of the second amendment and what better time to get help get rid of the second amendment than during a crisis uh never let a good crisis go to waste and and what are some other ways that you think that they're gonna you know bring in further uh you know ways that they're gonna the government's gonna overreach during this luke well, right now, there's lines around the block around major gun stores all throughout this country. There's some local jurisdictions banning the sale of guns right now. So that's also important to know during this kind of seaworth thing. We're not going to go back to the seaworth thing. But again, people just need to uh, exercise common sense. Uh, when you're meeting a police officer or a sheriff or any law enforcement officer, uh, what you're meeting is a total stranger. That stranger could be very nice or very good, but you should treat them like a, like a freaking stranger because you never know what they're capable of. And, and they're more capable of, of course, psychological problems and because of the severity of their job. Again, th there's never a middle ground. There's always, they're all bad, they're all horrible, or they're all amazing. No, no, there's a middle ground. They're, they're strangers. Let's just have some common sense here. But when you look at the, how the system kind of utilizes them, they usually utilize them in the, wor the worst kind of way, which segues into our next story, the Jeffrey Epstein story, which of course is going to get a lot of more eyeballs on it after a new expose is coming out on Netflix, which will include the victim and accuser, Virginia Roberts Jufree, who will be presenting new information in that docuseries that is soon to come out on Netflix. I want to do a whole special uh, just reviewing what we're going to see, the new information we're going to come out. So as soon as that Netflix special comes out, expect more coverage for, from it on this channel. Tim, let's make sure we watch it. But the reason I connect these two is because local law enforcement was trying to get justice for Virginia and many other young women, many other children, and they couldn't and they didn't. Many officers were bought off, many officers were silenced, and the number of victims is absolutely mind-blowing. And to have law enforcement, NYPD, Florida PD, uh, Vir uh, Virginia, uh, Virgin Island Police Departments just totally not do their job when it comes to some of the worst human actions, um, children that could be committed 
that is covered up right now by the government that wants to pass laws that get rid of your freedom to allegedly to allegedly uh, protect children. My my butt. That, that's that, that's not coming out at all. And there's even a new revelation coming out with Prince Andrew. Do you want to talk about that one or uh, anything else you want to say about and anything else happening not related to the C word uh, in this video, Tim? I mean, I think that opens up its own can of worms, and, and you know, I think maybe that's something we should do our, our own video on. But, you know, right now I am taking a look at the Drudge Report, and it says uh, lockdown for 15 days. Next one is Dow down 3,000 points. Uh, Fed pumps, 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 living through history. And this is just the beginning, guys. I mean, this is – if you think that the Fed just doing what they're doing right now is, you know, the end game and everything is solved, this is just the beginning. And so I'm speculating that – and this is, you know – stuff that I've been saying for a while that you see this initial, you know, pump, but then that's not going to be enough. And these programs have to keep getting deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And so, you know, there are things that people can do. Uh, one of those is uh, using, the, you know, going to my website where you can actually book me. And then no C word coverage, no C word. <laughs> I wasn't gonna. Yeah. Hey, that wasn't about. The, that was about the S word, the stock market. So, uh, or or are crashing. I guess it's, it's, that's that's the C word, the crash. But anyways, to me, that's what I'm focusing on is is the broader economic stuff. But I know we have another video that's already been released. If this is you know the first video you've seen of the day, go back check out our earlier one. You guys can get all the information on the 700 billion dollar, uh, you know, uh, QE4 program along with the Fed cutting rates to zero. But for me, you know, it's just been an absolutely historic week. Last week, I think we're in a hell of a We've got a hell of a week coming up this week. And this is only like, I'm kind of laughing here because it's almost like a gallows humor of, you know, you can only, you know, you know, you can only tell so many people, prepare so many, so much. And then now we're actually here at this end point or what could be the end point. And uh, it's just fascinating times. And just, you know, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's exciting, but it's, but it's scary too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people would characterize this as exciting. <laughs> uh, definitely a true test uh, to a lot of individuals about self-reliance, self-preparedness, and being responsible for themselves, which a lot of people are getting a big wake up on. Um, again, hope you guys are staying safe out there. We're trying to cover all the news that's not related to the C news, just to change it up a little bit. If you think we missed an important story that actually did happen, that actually does matter, that the mainstream media is not talking about, let us know what that story is in the description below. And in future videos, we will be sure to address it. And... Thank you so much for being a part of this independent media journey with myself, Tim Pichote. Uh, he has his website. I have my website. Uh, definitely, definitely, definitely uh, check us out. Stay tuned for more here on Change the News channel.